0: Hey everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the podcast. Today is Wednesday, March 8th. And today we're going to pick up the topic again of discernment, kind of bouncing off what we talked about on Monday, reviewing the book and the movie, The Shack. But I think you're going to be encouraged today because today we're going to tackle the topic of discernment and why you have to have it in your life and in your parents. So I am thrilled today because my sweet man is back with me. Hey, baby. Hey, good to be here. So we're talking about The Shack. You know, we've been going over kind of the, the highs and the lows of, uh, of Paul Young's book and movie. And I thought it would be wise today just to uh, – because I think we laid out a pretty good case for why The Shack is both good and troubling – but here is the thing: uh, the bottom line in all this, concerning you know books and movies and television shows or anything that has a questionable doctrine in it, is that if our emotions rule us, right, and we and we fail uh, to use spiritual discernment or scriptural discernment, then we can easily be led astray. The Bible calls it: uh, we could be led astray by evil imaginations, which. You know, that's, that's, those are pretty strong words. So the Bible has a lot to say about being discerning. In Philippians 1 9 and 10, the Apostle Paul says, And this I pray that your love may abound still more and more in real knowledge. And in all discernment, so that you may approve the things that are excellent, in order to be sincere and blameless until the day of Christ. In Hosea fourteen verse nine, the Bible says, "Whoever is wise, let him understand these things; whoever is discerning, let him know them." For the ways of the Lord are right, and the righteous will walk in them, but transgressors will stumble in them. So, Jay and I have come up with a list of I don't know five or six things that I think that will help you in your own walk with the Lord as you're discerning what kinds of information to take in and what kinds of information to allow your children to take in. And uh, really the bottom line is it has to do with seeking seeking the Lord. And we want to be uh, discerning uh, everything that's happening around us based on our knowledge of the Scriptures.
1: So the first one on the list is remember that wisdom comes from God. This is from James one five, and it says that if anyone lacks wisdom— he should ask, and it will provide to him.
0: And so really, that, that kind of brings us to the second thing in the list, which is to remember that you you don't just get wisdom by osmosis. The Bible says you got to ask for it. And so I wonder if when we go to see movies like this, we read books, you know, uh, I was roundly criticized uh, on, on Facebook the other day for talking about this and saying, well, there are all kinds of bad movies that Christians watch, which is true. That's right. Right? I mean, you, I guess... I was like, all right, we're taking one for the team today. So as soon
1: as we point one out that we have concern about, then that means that the other ones that we didn't talk about are okay? I mean, where does that... Right. That's ridiculous. We just have to remember that we all are responsible before God for our actions and what we watch and what we choose to watch and what we think about and what we do.
0: And can I just say, we were talking about the shack because the shack is in the news right now. We're talking about that because it's in the news, because Christians are talking about it. And I think it's important for us to remember that we've got to use discernment in everything that we watch. So the point was, to single out the shack and then just say, check your discernment at the door with all the other movies, and we're going to pick on the shack. The point is to say, uh, the Bible says, if we lack wisdom, we got to go to God and ask him for it. And we should be doing that before we read books, period. Before we go to movies, before we give instruction to our children, we need to ask God for wisdom. The Bible says it doesn't just uh, uh, magically uh, appear. We got to ask for it. And
1: there's lots of things that we watch and we think about and we talk and do that that are, you know, there's good aspects to them, but there's things about them that aren't real good. And it's good for us to be able to discern the difference with everything that we do. I like to talk, I like to take um, movies and books and things that are, you know, are out and talk to my kids. What do you think about this? And help them to understand that we are to do that all the time. And that's how we learn and discern what is good and what isn't. And getting getting that um, discernment muscle exercised yeah, so that that's right. when, when they're on their own, they'll be able to hear something and go, oh, I think that's wrong because of, of what God's Word says well, and we've been through before.
0: That's right. And that brings us to number four, which is to know the Word. The Bible says that faith comes through hearing and hearing through the Word. We've got to know what the Word of God says. I'm amazed at how many um, Christians I meet. Uh, when I'm out on the road, and even uh, you know, at church and in the culture today, who don't know how to defend their faith, they don't know what the word of God says, and so when you get somebody who says things that are a little bit askew, or in this case, uh, kind of a, a lot askew, um, they can't defend it, and so we're easily kind of drug off into uh, into swampy waters, and we have no theological underpinning. And what we said on Monday, I think, is uh, is Remains a kind of a top priority in this conversation, which is you cannot check your discernment at the door. Doctrine is, uh, there is no discernment without correct doctrine. You've got to have correct doctrine, meaning you got to know what the word of God says and be able to stand on it and defend it and say, oh, you know what, kids, this movie character just said this, but actually it's wrong because we know that the Bible says. That's
1: right, and we need. And just say again, Scripture is our is the authority that we have. Scripture is the authority that we have to know what God says. Second Timothy three sixteen through seventeen says, "All Scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped." For every good work.
0: That's right. One of the things I want to point out, and this is a a great example of why discernment is so important, is because little words matter, right? You guys all remember Bill Clinton, right? Depends on your definition of the word is, you know? Uh, Little words matter. And in The Shack, Paul Young tells the readers that Jesus is only the best way to know God not the only way. And the Bible says in Matthew, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. And so Jesus isn't the best way to God. He is the only the way. only way. He is the only way. And so that little word, the word best, when you swap it out for the word only, all of a sudden, the entire uh, storyline of the gospel is changed because now there's more than one way to God. But the Bible says that there isn't. There is just one way to God.
1: And it's dangerous. That's why we keep saying that. It's dangerous to say that there are other ways because that's the authority that we take and know to be true from God says the contrary to that. It's very yeah. dangerous.
0: So important. Uh, the next thing on our list of uh, ways that you can be discerning and teach your children to be discerning is to not run from questions. I'm noticing that, uh, that people who are bringing up questions, legitimate concerns about this movie are being mocked by other Christians online. And I just want to say, listen, I I read the book. And like I told you the other day, there were lots of things about that book that really blessed me as someone who has struggled with brokenness uh, in my own life. And I think that there's a lot of good that can come out of it. But there is enough bad teaching, there's enough false theology in this book to where Christians really should be uh, we should be paying attention. What is the overarching message of the book? What does it say about who God is and who Jesus is and whether or not Jesus is the only way? If we're giving books like this to people who don't know the Bible or who have not come to know the Lord, they're going to walk away with an impression of God that actually isn't the God of the Bible. And that, to me, is concerning. Uh, the Bible says in Proverbs fifteen twelve that mockers resent correction so they avoid the wise. I thought that was interesting. This, um, we should be able to have a conversation. Someone should be able to say, you know, Heidi, I appreciate that you read that book. Here's what I think about it uh, in light of the scripture. And what I'm seeing from the other side of this, this emotion-driven argument is, well, it was such a good book, we don't want to talk about the bad things because um, that's not really the point of the book. But it's part of the book. It might not be the point of the book. But it's part of it. And so we need to talk about it.
1: And it's having an impact on people that don't understand the difference. And I think as well, we've talked about this before, that we live in a culture today that doesn't like to be, they they equate any kind of criticism or any kind of discussion about things that might be contrary to what someone else thinks as hating them. Yeah. But that's not true. Yeah. Like, we need to be talking about, you know, we talk, we do this in all kinds of things. In food, for example, food's very subjective, of course. It's not like the, the scripture and the word of God. But people are always arguing and talking about, well, I like this, I like this, you know. Why can't we do that when it comes to things that are the important things of life that have, um, you know, a, a truth to them that, yeah. is, that is immutable. I also want to say too, you know, a lot of us are fr- I'm afraid. I'm afraid. I'm afraid that people are going to ridicule me when I speak or say something about uh, that might be, you know, against what someone else says or things. But I just want to remind you that in 1 Peter 4, 14, it says, if you are ridiculed for the name of Christ, you are blessed because the spirit of glory and of God rests on you. None of you, however, should suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or a meddler. But if anyone suffers as a Christian should not be ashamed, but should glorify God in having that name. And that's a great reminder for me You know, it's like we need to be able to stand up and say, "No, this is the truth." Because God loves you and cares about you. It's not because He hates you that He's telling you something contrary to what you think or want. He's telling you because He cares about you and loves you, and I should do the same and not be worried about being ridiculed.
0: Well, and when we're talking about things like books and movies, we're really we're wading into areas of personal freedom, which I think part of the reason why you know tempers flare and somebody who is walking with the Lord who really enjoyed the book is going to be is going to go, "Well, Heidi St. John, you know, said this wasn't a good book." Well, I'm offended. You know, that hurts my feelings and I've hear from the Lord and I liked it and I was blessed by it. but we need to be able to open our eyes and go it and actually look beyond our emotions and say is there something in here that could be leading somebody away from uh, the God of the Bible? that that's a that's a pretty serious thing and I think it's worth being ridiculed over. I think yeah. that's kind of what you're saying. There are some things that are that are you know hello like uh, my friend Steve's always saying that um, Facebook's like a dumpster fire. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. You
0: know, right now. And he's right about that. And I think there are some arguments that aren't worth getting into, uh, but I have seen uh, good people that I know on both sides of this issue with regard to the shack and are coming out. And some people are, I mean, I've seen some people just roundly condemn it, and which I think is wrong. And I've seen some people roundly embrace it without looking at the flaws of the story and certainly the flaws of the theology of the shack, which also uh, is wrong, which brings us to uh, our last uh, point in this podcast, which is to learn to be led by the Holy Spirit. We've got to learn to be listening for the Holy Spirit, to be led by the Holy Spirit, to listen to one another. The Bible says "As iron sharpens iron. So that's what we're supposed to be doing uh, for one another. We're supposed to be able to say as Christians, you know what? Um, I appreciated this about it, but what do you think about this? And this is what the Bible says. And does this square with what the Bible says? Hebrews 4, Verse 15 says, But f- uh, solid food is for the mature, but who, because of practice, have their senses trained to discern good and evil.
1: That's right. And Jesus said in, f- in John fourteen twenty six, But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things, will remind you of everything I have said to you. The Holy Spirit is given to us by God to help us understand and know what is right and what is wrong. And it helps us when we read the Word that God has given us to know what He would have us do and think.
0: That's right, which is why it's so important to be in the Word. Absolutely. To be in the Word. To If, you, if you're going to immerse yourself in something, don't immerse yourself in a, in a work of fiction. Immerse yourself in the Word of God, and then the Holy Spirit will help you to discern what's right and wrong in any book that you see or in any movie that you see. And certainly... You know we can be we can talk about this all day long because you know, there's all kinds of things happening in the culture. I'm dying to jump into this uh, topic of uh, beauty and the beast, but we' not we don't have time <laughs> today. Uh, but it's another area where Christians are uh, we're given an opportunity to choose. and we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Father, what do you want me to do? This is really the question that we need to be asking, Lord, is this what you uh, what you want us to do? I'm going to end the podcast today uh, with Romans twelve two. It says, and do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And Psalm 119, verse 66 says, teach me good discernment and knowledge for I believe in your commandments. Men and women, if you believe in the commandments of God, we have an obligation to know what they are and to study, to show ourselves approved as workmen who do not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Thanks for listening today, you guys. I'll see you back here next time.